Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back for another another episode of the Game Plan Pod, episode 82 of this podcast. Really appreciate everyone tuning in each week. Um, just shut off for more information um, and listening to me share my thoughts on the New York Jets and everything that's going around the team. Really appreciate, you know, everyone's um, interactions on my Instagram page at New York Jets Game Plan, of course. Um, you know, in the offseason, these slow points in the offseason, it could be Sometimes I have a struggle to get content out, and I think new content ideas get creative, but you guys make it pretty easy, so I really appreciate it um, over on there. So, um, you know, without further ado, I just wanted to get into some of this week's news, um, as we do every week, news um, in quotation marks, because um, there aren't any, you know, signings or anything like that. It's just, you know, what's been going on around the team uh, this past week. Last week went over, of course, you know, July 4th, and um, again, hopefully everyone... Um, had a great holiday there. It's a little past now, um, so we're getting into you know mid July, late July, uh, late July when training camp starts. Um, that's about a week or two away. But um, you know, as of right now, just a few um, items this week. I just wanted to share that you know I did find out that Brees Hall is cousins with Roger Craig. I didn't know that. Uh, 49ers legend Roger Craig. I thought that was pretty cool, so I posted that up um, on the page. Um, a lot of you guys like that, so yeah, I didn't know that. I'm not sure if you guys knew that, but you know, greatness runs in the family. So hopefully, Brees, um, you know, it might be a pipe dream, but if he could live up to anywhere near um, Craig's status, that would be, um, you know, a dream come true uh, with the second the second round pick. So um, next here, I do have a tidbit on Elijah Moore, um, posted by Jacob Gibbs on Twitter. Elijah Moore was one of 13 wide receivers targeted on at least 25% of the routes in 2021. Um, even more impressive than his age, Moore drew a wide receiver target percentage while occupying a deep route tree. So a wide receiver one target percentage. So, you know, that's pretty insane considering all the quarterbacks that the Jets have had in 2021. You know, you start with Zach Wilson, he goes down, Mike White, um, Josh Johnson, Joe Flacco, and, you know, Elijah Moore is still occupying among some of the best wide receivers and, you know, yards ran per route and, um, you know, and being targeted on, on, on those routes, you know, Elijah Moore ran, um, an average route depth of 10.1 yards. Um, you know, you compare that to Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings, 9.6 yards, AJ Brown of the Tennessee or Tennessee Titans last year, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles now, but he ran 9.2 and Elijah Moore is number one on that list. And he's still targeted on 25% of his routes ran as a number one wide receiver. You know, I think that's great to see. And I just wanted to bring that up because, in 2022, there's going to be a big emphasis on, you know, getting Elijah involved and how are you going to work Elijah in with Garrett Wilson, with cornerbacks focusing on Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios. You, you're going to have Elijah on these one-on-one, you know, opportunities. Can Zach get it to him? Can Elijah, you know, run those deep routes and convert this time? You know, rather just getting targeted, convert those targets into catches and, you know, uh, really build on his 2021 um, where he was injured a bit, you know, some inconsistencies and really started to build upon end of the year, um, that end of the year sprout, I would say, um, you know, heading into the next year. So, um, you know, hopefully Elijah can build on that. And I think he will. Um, I think that'll certainly be um, something to build on and something for Elijah to uh, hopefully build on um, as he, um, you know, continues his career. Um, so, of course, this piece, um, I'll touch on. I didn't, you know, I'm not going to skip over it or anything with Zach Wilson. Um, that whole situation, that whole drama situation that played out um, over the past two days or so. Zach Wilson, of course, to just spill the situation a bit here. Zach Wilson um, and his, you know, ex-girlfriend Abby um, having a bit of, um, you know, you know, not getting along, I guess, as well. So they break up. Uh, Abby, you know, goes with Zach's ex-roommate, ex-football player, um, Dax Milne, who uh, was Zach's roommate at BYU and now is on the Washington Commanders. 
um, you know, that whole situation. Um, and Zach, of course, the rumors he got with his mom's best friend, la, 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 la. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, it's funny how the, the media and the public perception on Zach has been so overwhelmingly positive over the past 48 hours that I don't think anyone could have imagined, um, you know, the situation that Abby tried to put him in. Um, but Zach just, you know, elevated above it all, I guess, and, you know, really actually took this as I think, I believe Connor Rogers put it, uh, Bleacher Report, you know, it's a positive PR move for Zach. I think this really actually helped him going into the season. Um, it gets a lot of people behind his back, uh, gets fans hyped for training camp, hyped for the season. You know, I think the Jets are probably happy about it, to be 100% honest, other than the distraction part. If this were to happen in September, that would be a problem. <laughs> I think that would be a big distraction, but um, the Jet Press uh, put this well on Twitter, you know, it, it's happening in July, so it's not a big deal, right? You know, this is going to pass by August, likely, you know. So, so some people will be making jokes now and then, but the main, um, you know, brunt of this will be passing. And, you know, I think this is really good for Zach, and I think it's good for his confidence, believe it or not, because as crazy as it sounds, I think, you know, everyone rallying behind Zach and seeing that, you know, if he's getting more popularized and, and able to, you know, rally troops behind him, I think, it could help him maybe play better. I don't know. I'm trying to put a positive light behind it, or it can make him play worse under pressure. Not too sure. Um, but overall, I think it's a good PR move. I think it's a cool story in July. Um, again, if this were to happen at the end of August or September, I think we would have a problem on our hands. But as of right now, I think it's really cool. Um, and I think it's just a really cool offseason story. Uh, I feel like the Jets always have one of these. Have it be quarterbacks, uh, D-linemen. Some kind of, something happens during the offseason always. And in the, in the quietest part of the offseason, the Jets always make some noise. So um, this is their noise this offseason. So it's certainly an entertaining one. And hopefully it passes in the next few weeks <laughs> because I don't want this to go into August or even September. So, um, But it's really cool to hear. Um, other than that, I wanted to go into some training camp battles uh, to preview training camp a bit. It's not going to be an official preview episode, of course, of training camp. That's going to come in the weeks ahead. But as of right now, I just posted on my Instagram training camp battles. Um, you know, as we approach training camp, we just take a look at some of the positional battles that will happen during the course of the summer. You know, to start off here, we have wide receiver Denzel Mims versus Jeff Smith, um, the eventual winner of this competition, um, is going to occupy the fifth spot on the depth chart of wide receiver. We knew that. You know, Smith, of course, with that special teams ability, Mims not so much. So Smith automatically, I think, has the edge um, over Mims heading into training camp. Mims, you know, came into minicamp in great shape, came into the spring in great shape, has to build upon that. Um, in the summer to, you know, impress the coaching staff further and have, you know, have a chance to make the roster, uh, you know, at the end of August. So hopefully he can build upon that opportunity that he had in the spring, bring it into the summer, and hopefully he can, you know, maybe jump Jeff Smith or maybe they could both make the roster. I'm not so sure how many wide receivers they're going to carry because, of course, they already have, you know, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios is the top four guys, and then Jeff Smith and Denzel Mims are right behind him. So six wide receivers doesn't sound too crazy. I think they'll carry out five, but we're going to have to wait and see so next one on this list here is D-Tackle, Solomon Thomas versus Nathan Shepard versus Jonathan Marshall. Um, you know, with Quinn Williams and Sheldon Rankins already occupying their respective spots, Thomas, Shepard, and Marshall are going to battle it out for rotational roles behind Williams and Rankins. Thomas coming over from Las Vegas is probable to make the roster, I would say, and could command adequate playing time, you know, behind Williams and um, Rankins because, you know, Coach Saul likes to rotate his defensive players in and out of there. Um, Shepard, whom the coaching staff reportedly values, that was in an article from Rich Samini earlier this year, um, this offseason, I should say, will have his chance to outduel Marshall, a former 2021 sixth round pick, to secure a spot on the final 53. So that should be an interesting battle to watch as we move into the summer. 
Um, you know, I think Marshall, you know, being part of that Joe Douglas class, I think has a better chance to make the roster than Shepard. And I believe Connor Hughes put it the same way, um, maybe in a little different context, but um, same kind of gist. And, you know, Shepard, the coaching staff and Robert Sala apparently like him. You know, they feel second year in the system could benefit Shepard immensely. Um, you know, toning down on the penalties and just being able to play more freely within the system, know how to play. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how that changes in year two. And hopefully Thomas Shepard and Marshall all take advantage of their opportunities this offseason and really go after it. On that defensive line, because, you know, this is integral to the team. This is integral to, um, you know, the main core of that defense is defensive line. Of course, from Robert Sala's defense, you know, dating back to San Francisco, Seattle, Jaguars, um, all that great stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, how about defensive line rotation, specifically defensive tackle plays out, um, you know, heading into preseason. Uh, a quarterback, a cornerback here, Sauce Gardner versus Bryce Hall. This isn't going to be much of a competition, but I just put it because, you know, where they left off in OTAs, um, it, it's going to look like, you know, Sauce Gardner is probably going to get this job in the first week of training camp. Um, but as Coach Sal put it, of course, earlier this offseason, you have to earn the right to play. Um, you can't just get thrown in there because you're the number four overall pick. You have to play. You have to be able to catch some interceptions, be able to defend, uh, defend some balls to impress his coaching staff. And, you know, Sauce has already done that in the spring. Can he build upon it in the summer? I would bet money on it. So hopefully, um, you know, he'll probably get that job right away and be able to play adjacent DJ Reed, and they will run that secondary, hopefully, for years to come. Next one here is kicker, uh, Greg Zerline versus Eddie Pinheiro. Um, this one's flying a bit under the radar, I would say. You know, former All-Pro Greg Zerline, um, you know, is looking to beat out Pinheiro, who started five games for the Jets last season, going 8 for 8 on field goals and 9 for 10 on extra points. Zerline appearing in 16 games for the Cowboys in 2021, went 29 for 35. That's 83% on field goals and 42 for 48. That's 88% on extra points. You know, it's a much more, it's a little, much smaller sample size for um, Pinheiro, but Zerline, um, of course, has an experience, um, you know, throughout the years. And, uh, you know, it all comes down to who impresses in the summer. It doesn't really matter, you know, their past. It matters a little bit probably because that's why Zerline got signed. But right when you put pen to paper, you know, all that matters is how you perform in the building, um, on the field, and et cetera. So um, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and, and cut this episode now. I really appreciate everyone tuning in for this episode of the Game Plan Podcast. If you have not already, make sure you follow my Instagram and your Game Plan Twitter and your Jets game plan, and make sure you read some of my articles on the Jet Press. My latest one posted on there is regarding the Baltimore Ravens, I believe, um, you know, and why the Jets could possibly attack, uh, you know, the Ravens um, week one and potentially come out with a win. Uh, we'll see, you know, that game. Uh, let me know if everyone's heading out to that game because I plan to head out to um, the Jets-Cincinnati game week three. I actually already bought tickets for that one. So let me know if any of you guys are heading out to that one or, of course, um, week one against the Baltimore Ravens at home. That should always be, you know, the home opener is always interesting regardless how bad or good this team is. So um, hopefully it's, you know, uh, same kind of energy this year, probably more, possibly more. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, all you guys can make it out to that one. Um, my latest article on the Jet Press actually is New York Jets will hope to survive um, a brutal first half schedule in 2022. So right what we're talking about here, right? Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Ravens in no particular order, of course, an order on the schedule, but uh, the Jets will have to survive those four and then head deeper into their 2022 schedule. You know, I believe they can come out of the first half, you know, or first quarter, I should say, pretty well. So we'll see how it turns out um, there. But I really appreciate everyone tuning in. I will see you next week for another one of these. And I hope you guys stay safe and enjoy your week.